It's Kate Caraha. Let's rummage through some memorabilia owned by Susan Weller Bicta from her time as a Hess's employee from 1968 to 1974. She'll tell us about Christmas at Hess's, what those who worked there were called, and it's not employee. And I'm introduced to an interesting character named Peter Glenn. Our full conversation is in the previous episode, so go check that out too. Here we go. The Patio Podcast is a new collection of Hess's memories, meant for the here and now. Let's go through some of your stuff. Is there other, what haven't we seen yet? You can. Uh, so Susan brought wonderful things from her collection. I'll, I'll take some pictures. So we have this, um, you know, collector's painted wood block of the landmark store. That was, it says first opened in 1897 it was in continuous operation until closing in January of 1996 and will be missed by many. We also have a Hess's patio Frisbee. looks like it's right out of the box. Coasters and newspaper articles um, on your name tag. Three name tags. Sue Weller welcomes you to the wonderful, wonderful world of Hess's. So the Hess's Coworkers News, September 1970. Oh, they call them coworkers. Yes, that was drilled into our heads because we were all equal. And I thought that was kind of, because even through my other jobs, I never thought of my other employees as employees. I, I thought of them as coworkers. It was a half a day training when I started. I just remember coworker, coworker, coworker. There's the the front page talks about scholarships awarded coworker children. So if you had a child, they could apply for a scholarship to college through Hess's. Would would they help employees go back to school? I think they did. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And this says Evelyn Frank was Hess's personnel director. Mm-hmm. I remember her. Oh, uh, who was Gertrude Blyler was another lady. Kitty Holbin and her son, oh, what was it? Wayne. Okay. Worked at the store after college. He worked there while he was in college as a stock boy. Then after college, he worked there. And I think he became one of the executives. Oh, wow. Um, Was there a lot of that? Like parents getting their kids a job or more generations? Bill Zwickle's son worked there. And here's Raggedy Ann. A life-size Raggedy Ann with a little girl. Um, and this is the special Christmas issue, December 1972. Oh, Christmas was great. Yeah, tell me about Christmas. We, um, we had a, a sing-along the, the last day before we had off for Christmas. And there was a choir. We had a, our own choir. And they'd be at the top of the, the escalator. Co-workers would gather on the main floor at the escalator the choir would start coming down, singing uh, Christmas songs, and then we'd all start singing. Wow. Did you audition for that? It was just like, almost like an extracurricular thing to be a part of? Uh, yeah, you could volunteer. Okay, to be, volunteer. I was never a singer, so. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, you know, it was open, 
Christmas Eve day until 5.30. It's like you hardly even cared because it was so festive in the store. Was Pip the Mouse a big part of your time Yeah, he there? was there while I worked there. And that, that front window was always crowded. <laughs> there was always people waiting to see that. When did Christmas start inside Hess's, just figuratively? Like, for instance, here, after Halloween, Christmas stuff goes up in stores. Well, they'd start, like, with the chandeliers, probably October sometime. But that took a long time. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, I didn't start playing the Christmas music until the day after Thanksgiving. So, in my mind, that's when it really kicked in. So you were the DJ also. Yeah. So you're like blowing my mind with how much you were doing in that one control booth. So if it wasn't you speaking, it was music playing, whether for the ambiance or the holidays. Right. Uh, Peter Glenn. He was a a motivational, very nice man. For the store? For for us, for the coworkers. Okay. And we all go in the conference room and he'd have like two, three meetings a day. And he'd be there for like maybe four or five days at a time. And was so would, would technically his paycheck come from the personnel department? Uh, probably just Hess's because okay. he wasn't employed okay. by Hess's. Okay. They brought him in. Interesting. Do you think that they felt that the staff needed that? Or is it just like a new wave thing at the time? I think it was to just get everyone charged yeah. up. I guess if you have to be smiling and energetic for all those hours every day. He just kept the ball rolling. And in each of these employee newsletters, the big inside page is what's happening. And there's a blurb about the Allentown, it says Allentown, Hess's Mary Sachs, Lancaster, South, Westgate, and Palmer. So there's a little update on each of the, the stores. So this is the morning call from 2009. And it's a recipe secret. So I believe I've seen this online, but not, haven't seen it in print. Yeah, the morning call ran a contest. Uh, who could make the best strawberry pie? That was close to Hess's. And I was one of the judges. Okay. Was it close? Close enough? Close <laughs> enough, yeah. If that got you thinking about strawberry pie, then you need to tune into the Fairgrounds Hotel on 17th Street in Allentown. If you've been to the Farmer's Market or the Allentown Fair, you are probably familiar with it. They just announced maybe two days ago that their rendition of Hess's Strawberry Pie is back on their menu. I do plan to try it. You can visit their website at fairgroundshotel.com or their Facebook page to get more information about dining with them. Looking through Susan's archives made me just want to clarify a couple things. And she mentions Wayne Holbin. And according to the Morning Call archives, Wayne Holbin started as a stock boy before he was drafted and returned to work his way up from sales manager to buyer to merchandise manager to public relations director for 24 years. He was there until the store was sold to the Bonton in 1994. I was really struck by Peter Glenn to have what seemed to me like a motivational speaker on staff was just really interesting and something I never heard about. So I did a little bit of digging on him. 
1972, Peter Glenn was featured in the Billings Gazette of Billings, Montana. And it's his picture and it says, Peter Glenn, a dynamic young American who's been making news in the fashion world. He's been called everything from retail guru and leprechaun to Peter Glenn's superstar. That same year, 1972, the Miami Herald wrote about Peter Glenn's philosophy. The headline is, Wear Whatever You Please. It says he's a fashion consultant who hates fashion, thinks fashion shows are archaic, doubts that fashion models are human beings, and particularly dislikes fashion editors because they always ask me what I think about tweed. That's Peter Glenn a most unorthodox voice from the fashion world. He's quoted as saying, I have a very peculiar job. I have no qualifications at all. Maybe I'm a consultant, but that sounds so dull. No, I've never studied psychology, just human nature. I guess I am a motivator, a salesman. Okay, so that makes sense why Susan said he's a motivator as opposed to a motivational speaker. He goes on to say, people who buy clothes solely by the label are really insecure. They need status symbols. It's understandable why a woman will pay $50 for a pair of Gucci shoes. She thinks, well, I must exist. I just paid $50 for these shoes. So now fast forward to Peter's column in the Hess's Coworker magazine. There's his picture with his autograph printed next to it. It says, selling is our business. And the headline of his section says, and here's Peter. So he must have had an ongoing column, or I assume. And the question he poses to the coworkers is, do you prejudge the customer? So he's basically talking about not judging a book by its cover and um, how everyone who walks in is worthy of the coworkers' help. And even if you're sizing them up, which is your job, you need to do so without judgment. And he says, customer loyalty is a very tender thing. It can be broken in a moment. Not everyone will give us a second chance, even if we are Hesses. After all, we are Hesses because we put on the show for everyone. And that means everyone, exclamation point. What a cool guy. I'd like to read more about Peter. If anyone has any stories, you can send them in to hesspatiopodcast.com slash community and fill out the form. Thanks again for being here and listening to Susan and I go through her collection. And until next time, I hope you find the best of everything every day.